All right, folks, welcome back for another episode of Tanzu Talk. Today with me, I have Neville George. And uh, the questions that I've got for Neville today, uh, I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit here in a minute, are really around that journey from going from a sort of like a vSphere admin background into whether you call it a DevOps engineer or a cloud engineer or a platform engineer, there's lots of different words out there floating around. But what what does that look like? So I've got a, a bunch of questions, but first let's just, Neville, please introduce yourself. Hi, Dormain. Thank you. And uh, well, before I begin, I want to say, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, the, the Tanzu podcast. And uh, certainly you do a great job, uh, as always, in bringing uh, some of these conversations, which are critical uh, for a lot of people uh, to the Tanzu community. So so thank you for that. And, and I'm super excited about this opportunity. Um, I have one thing for you before we start, just to make it a little bit interesting. Uh-oh. Uh, I will give you a phrase uh, and, you know, I will tee it up for you. Uh, and, you know, when, when I tee it up for you, you would you would kind of respond by saying there is no team without T. OK, so okay. just remember that there is no team without T. And I think, you know, as we go through the conversation, hopefully, you know, we will have a couple of places where I will tee it up for you and you're going to respond with... There's no team without T. Okay, fantastic. I think we. I think this is going to be great. Okay, so, so well, now this begs the question, Neville: Are you a tea drinker? Uh, I I switch between tea and coffee. So, uh, but there are situations where I exclusively go only for tea, and we call it tea time. So mm. hopefully, you know, this will all blend in together well for us. Okay. Okay. As I take my sips well, of tea. <laughs> you could. You could. You could. Absolutely. Um, so as for me, uh, I am Neville. I'm a people leader at Comcast, and I have worked for Comcast for about 14 years. Uh, I believe the end of May will mark my 14th year anniversary working for Comcast. Uh, I lead a team of uh, super talented individuals who manage modern platforms such as Cloud Foundry and Kubernetes at, at Comcast. Uh, but before I became a people leader, I was an individual contributor for about 12 of my 14 years at Comcast. Um, every time I say 12 years, you know, it, it now feels like it's like a really long time. Uh, but I also keep telling me that, uh, you know, I hear that young at heart is a new trend. So, you know, I, I, I'm very positive about that. Um, during- I've heard 50 is the new 30. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be transparent. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but I also really like that that's what I have to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything to keep us young. Right. Um also, I, I, I would say, you know, in the 14 years uh, of my working at Comcast, I've played uh, about seven to eight different roles, uh, and it certainly uh, kept things interesting on the way. Mm, yes. Yeah. Having that kind of those, those shifts within an enterprise keep things interesting. Yeah. T- 12, 14 years. I mean, that is, that's geologic time scale in technology. Um, and so in that time, I'm sure you've seen a lot come and go, which is kind of a, a good setup for our conversation today. And so we'll start with, you know, let's your background. 
you were once upon a time, if I'm not mistaken, um, you were a vSphere admin. Um, how did you, how did you get into that? Like what, uh, what kind of got you to that point and, and how long were, were you in that mode? Um, so I'll, I'll start with, so I mentioned eight roles, right? So I, I, mm-hmm. I literally started off as uh, an active directory specialist, uh, though I, I was given the opportunity to do much, much more than that. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I played a, a Microsoft lead in a couple of like, you know, responsive and proactive lead roles. Uh, I've, I've certainly, you know, been an enterprise storage engineer, virtual virtualization engineer, uh, uh, enterprise backup engineer, uh, a platform engineer, and, a, and then now eventually, you know, a people leader. Um, the longest stint in any of my eight roles has been as a, a VMware engineer uh, for about like four years and as a platform engineer for five years. Um, and and it, it's funny, you know, since I started as a Windows admin, uh, I... I still have a Windows laptop, uh, though I also use, you know, an active Linux desktop that I heavily rely for many of the stuff that I do. Uh, One of my recent hires actually told me that, you know, when he heard me that when he heard that I had a Windows laptop, he he was about like, you know, not take the job. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But they're also very forgiving since they understand, you know, now that I'm in a in a people manager role, you know, I need to create a lot of PowerPoint presentations, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, how I got into the VMware role, uh, I was a storage engineer, uh, and essentially, you know, our organization was comprised of a larger umbrella of products such as virtualization, you know, storage, backups, automation, etc. cetera. Uh, and the biggest client of storage at that time was our vSphere environments. And when virtualization was just catching fire at at Comcast, uh, it was a natural progression for me. Uh, And as I interacted more with storage and VMware, I started feeling that I could get used to this. Uh, At Comcast during that same time, and, and it still is, right? Like we talk about fungibility of resources. Uh, it was and still is a big thing at Comcast, having the knowledge and ability to put on multiple hats and contribute. Uh, and specifically for me, between storage and VMware, like appeal, like appeal very much to me. And that is where it all began. Um, I did that for about like four years and, and loved it till uh, Greg brought platforms to Comcast, right? And, and I'll name drop a few people. I, I, I really like to... Um, focus on, you know, people who have helped and who have made changes and, and people that I work with, you know, it's, it's super important for me. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, of course, looking at the the skills and the training and the background, like sometimes you, you, you want to create this logical journey of an individual based on, well, they studied this and then they got their first job doing this. But the reality is these these twists and turns along the way of a career path are much more driven by the people. I'm just, you know, you're making me think of my own trajectory, um, leaving finance and going to my first job at a, at an IT vendor. Uh, it was because I knew the hiring manager and, you know, he was looking for someone who could write about technology. And I was like, you know, I'm, I don't want to 
end my career in finance. So um, it had much more to do with who I knew than what I was actually doing or, or had been preparing myself so much. So they make a great point there, but there's also something to be said, you know, your, your point about going from storage to the, the VMware side, um, you know, that resonates in other ways. It makes sense because this reminds me of back in the day thinking about why did EMC buy VMware way, way back in, I think 2004. And that, you know, I was working for the lead investment uh, analyst at the time, and he w- had he's uh, he kind of had always scratched his head a little bit about what what was going on there. And then when vMotion came out, but in order for vMotion to work, you had to be connected to a SAN. Um, suddenly, the light bulb went off. It's like, oh, now I get it. Now I get what this connection is between these two worlds. So it's interesting yeah. to see that come up again. Yeah, um, and, and and also. Right, like I'm part of the Tanzu Vanguard's community, and we have many, many uh, technologists who have gone through similar situations in their lives over a mm-hmm. period of time. They have switched different roles. They have put on multiple hats. They have they have had to go through all of this, right? So I think we have a common story here mm-hmm. that you know, people. Uh, love moving around and trying new things. Yeah, that makes sense. And and thank you for bringing up the fact that you're part of the Tanzu Vanguards. I, I failed to mention that at the beginning, but um, yeah, that's absolutely a community for folks to take note of because it's, it's a lot of folks like many of our listeners who are working in and around the Tanzu ecosystem and community, uh, but uh, it's a special group that, that gets together regularly and uh, and has really fun discussions and and sort of interactions with the the, the VMware Tanzu product team, um, and is willing to share out kind of a lot of these lessons learned like you are today. So thank you. All right, I want to get to my next question, which is sort of you know one way I like to paint the picture of a contrast of you know some kind of transition is to think about like a day in the life. So you mentioned you, you, you were loving, uh, kind of the working in the VMware, uh, sphere and the vSphere world for four plus years. And then Greg came along and, and brought you over to the platform team and tell us a little bit about what was a day in the life like when you were on the, the vSphere side and then how did that change? What is a day in the life look like for you now or if you kind of rewind a couple of years back to when you were uh, at least an individual contributor on the platform team what what was a day in the life like then how how did things change sure certainly you know there are similarities and and differences um as a vmware engineer i would i would say i like to split my days into you know slots and I, and I like to name them and then you know each of them have breaks in between uh, so let's let's call the first one as as dial time right so the dial time is essentially you know when you get into the office and and you essentially start the day looking at the dials that show the health of your infrastructure right mm. so if I am a VMware engineer I look at is everything functional? Do I have problems in my environment? Are there items that um, indicate 
a capacity issue that is coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And based on looking at all the dials or like what we call the metrics and dashboards, et cetera, we would uh, spawn off different action items throughout the day or, you know, into the week. So that's like, you know, the, the what I call the dial time, right? So right after dial time comes like the break time, right? So during the break time, you are supposed to have tea with your team mm. because... There's no team without tea. Aha. Uh-huh. Got it. Got it. I think okay. that thing is going to be great. <laughs> that was the first test. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so the second portion of the day, uh, I call it the hustle and bustle time, right? This is where, Ooh. you know, we are, we are working on uh, satisfying customer requests. Uh, if we have projects, then are we delivering on the projects that we have committed to? Uh, we would follow up on, on all of them, making sure that they are on target uh, a lot of team interactions, interactions with other uh, teams. More specifically, on the VMware side, you you kind of like work with infrastructure teams, right? Maybe your data center operations, your your vendors, etc. You know that is where like all of that happened during what I call the hustle and bustle team, and that usually probably gets us to lunch and possibly you know I would say the the, the three p.m. slump, right? But when you get to the 3 p.m. slump, you need to take a break again because, you know, it is time to have some tea with your team because... Mm-hmm. There's no team without tea. Great. I think you're getting a hang of this. Uh, the last piece of it is what I call um, introspection time, right? Now, the hustle and bustle time and the introspection time kind of like uh, blend a little bit, you know, together, right? You know, sometimes, you know, introspection on a daily basis, you know, can be a rough a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is like, I would say the part of the day where, um, you know, you focus on improvements that you can make to your environment. Mm. What are the things that are taking maybe the longest time for us to do? The biggest pain points, can we deliver them faster? Um, maybe even are we adopting new technologies, right? Are we showcasing ourselves and the value that, you know, we do? So that is the introspection time. And I think, you know, it is very important that we spend some time of our, our week to understand, are we doing the right things to ensure that, you know, we can we can keep up with the demand of what we are doing, right? Mm. I would say that is like the life as a VMware engineer, as, as, as I transition to the cloud platform engineer, I think there are a lot of similarities, things that, you know, I, I could easily adapt with, right? The dial time, for example, still 100% true. Yeah. If you, if you remove like the infrastructure and just put platform, if you, if you put this on a board and if you removed all the infrastructure and put platform, it would easily fit. Right. And you should be good to go because this is like the basics for any engineer. You need to come in and you should be able to smell the smoke before you actually see the fire. It is crucial. It is something that every engineer does. And, and it's like just like innate for all of them. So dial time, you know, holds good. I think introspection time is also 100 percent true. You have to be asking yourself, are we going fast? Are we automating stuff? Are we disrupting ourselves? 
And are we being prepared for shifts in the industry? What mm. is the value that I provide? So I would say dial time and introspection time is, is 100% you know, the same, except your focus is on a platform as opposed to the infrastructure. Yeah, so the, the metrics you're looking at in dial time are going to be different instead of looking at maybe infrastructure metrics. Are you looking at um, just the platform health metrics, or are you also factoring in anything about the, the developer community that you're supporting? Yes, yes. And I think this is where, like, you know, I, I think the dials do look at platform and developer experience-centric information, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is where, like, the hustle and bustle time, you know, is where I want to kind of, like, focus where the main difference happens, right? Okay. So and a quick question for you, just to, to double click a little bit, I'm curious, what metrics do you look at for the developer experience that are kind of something you could, you, you, you could check on a daily basis in that dial time? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Um, so um, I, 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 if you're an infrastructure admin, right, your calculation of a developer experience is can a person go to, you know, a portal or can they automatically get the resources that they need, right? Mm -hmm. So that has to be something in the background that like constantly on a periodic basis goes and deploys a VM and says, yes, that was completed, right? So I know that I have smoke tests, you know, on a constant periodic basis. And if suddenly if it fails, I know that anybody who is going to go to the site may experience a failure, Right. Mm. On the cloud platform side, it is exactly the same, except people are deploying applications to your platform. So you may want to create some kind of periodic process that deploys an app, as an example, into your environment and sees if it actually deployed successfully. Is the URL available? Right. That is a simple example, but there are many things that you know we can do. On the cloud platform side, it may be related to is there a service instance that a person can, like a, a DevOps team can get, right? Are we running out of IPs, you know, when we provision on-demand instances? A whole slew of things, but the idea is the same. We want to make sure, like, people who are consuming our products can get what we say they can get, right? And and being more proactive than reactive actually helps. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. All right, so, so let's come back to it. Tell us, tell us how the hustle and bustle time has changed. Uh, yep. Uh, as a VMware ad- uh, admin, right? If it's not a CPU memory and a storage issue, essentially, when some some let's say an application developer comes to you and says, "I have a problem deploying Java on my operating system." I myself, right, and and as an as a VMware admin, you know, if it's not related to CPU memory or storage, it's like usually, yeah, it's it's actually your problem now, mm. uh, and and it's not my problem. Uh, but as a cloud platform engineer, I think you know it, it's a constantly evolving technology, and we need to work more closely with the DevOps teams than you know if you were a VMware engineer. Yeah, that's like one big um, difference that you know I've seen. Uh, also, when people use the platform, there are much more uh, things that you know we will have to make sure um, that DevOps teams are doing. Right? 
Are they optimally using the platform? Are they distributing their application uh, to multiple sites to be more resilient? Are they following, you know, the the 12-factor authentication things, right? Very different. Are they having proper data flows? Are they having proper log flows? I think this is where the the biggest difference comes. Uh, In the VMware world, I think the interaction with the DevOps teams on their day-to-day work is actually a lot less, right? You you give them, you know, the required resources and then, you know, they do the runtime, they do the install, they do the management, they do the security, all of that piece. Uh, but on the cloud platform side, it's a shared responsibility, I would say. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, um, I, I kind of like summarize it like, if you are a VMware admin, I think you spend 80% of your time focusing on infrastructure and maybe 20% of your time with your customers, right? As in like DevOps teams. Yeah. As a platform engineer, as a platform admin or an engineer, it's exactly the opposite. 80% of your time you spend with DevOps teams and your customers. And I think infrastructure is just, you know, 20% of the time. Um, I, I, and I think that is the, the biggest crux, you know, for me. I, I find like I, I am more close to the DevOps teams and I can actually see the value like much more directly. Um, I, I'll give you an example, right? Uh, when my kid asks me, uh, what do you do for work? Uh, as a VMware admin, you know, I would I would talk about, well, I have to set up all this infrastructure, et cetera, and... Um, you know, I, I have to do a whole bunch of things, which again, you know, is not really easy for um, kids to understand, right? Yeah. But as a cloud platform engineer, like when my kid asks me, I can actually tell you, I can actually show them examples. Like when we pick up, you know, my my Comcast remote and and um, you know pull something up, and I say something on the speaker, right? Like you know, we have a we have a voice remote. Right. Do it. Um, those calls actually run through my platform, right? It's something that they can see and they can feel. I can take my application, I can take my Xfinity account app and I say, well, if I type something here, it's going to respond with AI and, and all of these calls are going through a platform that your daddy manages. It's very easy when you can actually show some of that. So I, I feel like I can see the value much more closely than you know when I was a VMware admin. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, that, that sounds like it's more satisfying, but I don't, I don't want to assume or ascribe that. Uh, I love although it. I suppose I just did. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Cause I, I, you know, when I, when I talk to even my team or, or when I find that like, Hey, we have a new, uh, DevOps team who's using our cloud platform. Uh, and you know, we, we ask them like, what do you do on the platform? Uh, and, you know, we, we had, you know, a, a few of our, our uh, teams would come and say, well, hey, this is related to, you know, uh, knowing the location or or in case there is, you know, an emergency, we want to know stuff. And that is like such an eye opener. One, I did not know there was a team that would actually do this. And now they're actually using our platform and I can see the benefit. Right. Um, yeah. 
that is super satisfying for me and i and i highly encourage you know if you are a if you're a cloud engineer you know talk to your customers and know what they're doing and it makes your life so much easy to just explain and and uh, you know be so happy about you know being part of like that contribution to the company would it be would it be going too far to say that you should um have tea with your developers oh yes the other piece that is uh, still true is the tea time with your team because there's no team without tea that is correct and that along with the dial time and the introspection time still say stay the same mm-hmm. indeed okay um all right so that was kind of that was really helpful to sort of think about how the day has changed um, beyond just like okay here's here's the routines and the rituals and some of the work if you think about what are some of the things that have from your from your vSphere and, and VMware admin days what are the things that you've brought with you whether they're it's knowledge or skills or relationships what sort of served you really well not just then but into this new role as a platform engineer uh, a lot of things for sure, you know, have helped. Um, and as much as, you know, there are two different titles, um, you, you just go back to, you know, I, I look at it as basics. If you have done it in one place, you will do it the same way, you know, in the other place as well. I can go through a few things just to give you a context of what are the things that I did as a VMware admin that still holds very much true when when I'm like you know a cloud platform uh, engineer, right? Okay. Metrics and dashboard, right? Mm. If you created it for VMware, platforms are no different. The metrics that you have collected may be different, but the idea is the same. We just spoke about it. You need to know how well you are actually doing. If there is a problem, you need to know where it is 90% of the time. If you're going to be woken up in the middle of the night, you will just need to make sure you are looking at the right stuff, right? And I say 90% because, you know, the 10% is always um, like the ghost in the system, right? Yeah. And, you, and you will find it. And then you will be like, ah, this is another dashboard, you know, that I have to create. It is uh, another metric that I have to be aware of. But still, that 10%, you know, remains because it is a discovery phase. Um, but 90% of the time, you have the data, you will look at the data. If you did it in VMware, platforms are no different. The metrics yeah. you look are different, they're the same. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Automation skills. Mm-hmm. If you have had automation skills, it don't matter whether it was like Bash or Python, Go, whatever it's useful. I, I don't think, you know, we will get into the merits of one language over the other. Um, as long as it makes your life easy, and if you have done automation, it is going to serve you well as the platform engineer. If you have used Ansible, you can adapt coming into the platform side because I think the mechanics are the same. The tooling might be different, but the mechanics are exactly the same. If you have used a CI/CD tool like GoCD or Jenkins, 100% transferable to platforms. That is how um, you know developers work. It makes your life easy. It's much more relatable when when you know some of these things. 
Okay. And then, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, you know, I, that jumps sort of to my next question, but it sounds like there's still more that, that kind of carries over. It, absolutely. And, and I, I think uh, there are a few things, right? Like, so it, it's very easy to look at the two titles and say they're completely separate. So we just spoke about like, you know, metrics and dashboard and the automation skills, um, configuration management, right? Mm-hmm. If you use GitHub, Bitbucket, like they, they, they're all super handy skills. As a matter of fact, this is very much, you know, useful because these are the tools that DevOps teams are using. And the more, you know, you are familiar with them, the more confident you are working with them and, and, and providing recommendations. Yeah. I, could- I mean, in, just on to, to poke at the configuration uh, management question, it also seems like, I mean, regardless of the specific tools, you mentioned a couple, but almost just like, I would imagine the principles of configuration management and and sort of how you might track that separately from um, other things. Like, does that is that also kind of applicable? Uh, yes, yes, and and you know the idea is to make sure that um, if you are in VMware, you know you want to make sure you're applying a consistent profile to all your hosts. You have all the all the configurations, you know, recorded in some fashion. If you're using VROPS Orchestrator, um, you know, all of those things, you, you manage configuration so that you ensure consistency in the environment. Mm-hmm. The same idea on the platform. And whether you're deploying an application, whether you're managing a platform, you want to make sure things are consistent. Right? Whether you use like the mechanics, you know, and the tools may be different, but you know the idea is exactly the same. So you can easily put, you know, like some of those things that you have done with the VMware side, you know, into the platform side. I think I think learning itself is 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 another uh, big skill, right? And again, I, I don't want to focus on like the tools. It's just um, innate things that you do because you are an admin of something and it, and it's your platform, it's your baby, it's, it's your vSphere uh, environment, right? Um, there is always something new to learn in VMware. They have new products, new features. It's a constant process of learning to keep up with the latest things. Um, it, it, it becomes like if you've done this over a period of time, you do it just like you wake up and brush your teeth. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. On yeah. the platform side, it is exactly the same. What you learn may be different, but wanting to know, you know, having that thirst is is super useful. Um, and not to forget the last piece that I have here is like people connections, right? Mm-hmm. This is the most crucial of skills that has served me uh, across, you know, both the, the VMware side as well as the platform side. In our day-to-day, I bet like most of our work gets done, you know, faster, not because of, you know, processes being efficient or automated or, or the fact that there is no red tape, but it, but it is because of the folks we talk to, you know, the folks we collaborate, the folks where we help each other out, scratch each, each other's backs, um, put ourselves in someone else's shoes, being patient, listening, etc. You know, this will absolutely serve you well because now you are going to be working with a larger group of people possibly you know spanning different countries and and it's very very important to keep 
building those bridges, you know, when you when you transition from a VMware admin into a cloud platform engineer. Yeah, that's that's a you know, there was something you said in there, like, you know, part of me is like, well, yes, of course, the people connections. But you said something about, you know, things don't go faster because of some process improvement that goes faster because of, you know, just collaborating with people. And it makes me think about folks who like the, the sort of the big consultant sort of led process improvement engagement that's kind of going through and looking into some extent, like, sure, it's good to sort of have a, a high level understanding of like, what is our process? Maybe there are some things broken, but I think there's also a risk, which you're, you're bringing to light with what you've described. There's also a risk of blaming the process and not then being willing to do the work. Uh, so, you know, sort of saying, ah, the process is broken. Um, but not then saying like, well, let me just pick up the phone and call that person. Let me set up some time to understand what they're trying to do, uh, so that we can kind of adjust how we're coming at this. And at the end of the day, that's actually how processes evolve. It's like, you can, you can bring in the big expensive consultant or an individual can just take it upon themselves to reach out, reach across the aisle, if you will, and try to understand what someone else is dealing with. And so how can they work better together? Um, that, that's, a, that's a really great point. Um, that's just, you know, I think for everybody to take with them. <laughs> Absolutely. There's nothing better than picking up the phone or having a call with somebody on Slack or, or whatever your mechanism might be. It, it solves, it, the tones translate, you know, much better than an email or like an IM, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, now let's kind of shift. This is the, the other side of that question, which is around what did you have to learn to become a cloud platform engineer? I mean, it's, you know, I think it was great that you called out just that the, the process of learning and the habit and mindset of learning is something that you can carry from one, uh, one sort of role to the next. But what are those topics? You, you touched on a number of specific, say, technologies, whether it's GitHub, Bitbucket, you know, CICD tooling. But what are the things that when you think about your own journey, mm-hmm. what did you have to learn? Uh, what new skills, uh, knowledge did you have to pick up in your new role? Yeah, I, I became a cloud, found, uh, cloud platform engineer because of Cloud Foundry. So I had to like learn Cloud Foundry, which itself is a big ecosystem mm-hmm. and, you know, how everything works within that piece. Uh, closely related to Cloud Foundry is Bosch. Uh, did a lot of that, mm-hmm. uh, a, a bigger learning curve. Uh, Docker, Kubernetes, uh, absolutely troubleshooting and advanced configurations of Linux. Very important. Uh, I think I think a lot of open source tooling uh, has has really helped me. Um, Influx, DBs, uh, Prometheus, Grafana, Telegraph, HAProxies, um, JQ. I love JQ. Uh, I, I think I'm an expert at it every time. Um, but then when I see Sergey writing a JQ one liner, I'm blown, blown off. Right? Like I, I, it's like what what have you written here? I have to like go and figure that out. Um, certainly uh, public cloud because uh, you want to have your platforms portable across you know different clouds so uh, AWS uh, latest uh, movement is towards Azure um, and also 
that, as my friend like James says, you know, there are many ways to learn all of this and everyone learns very differently. I have learned all of these by doing, you know, watching videos, reading, etc. Um, and I, I mentioned this early on, you know, a lot of vanguards who have gone through very similar paths of progression. And mm-hmm. as much as, you know, I, I rattled off, you know, a whole bunch of things, uh, I think it's impossible, impossible to be fully proficient and an expert in all of these technologies. It's just a continuous learning process. Uh, definitely need to need need to make sure, you know, there's a lot more patience and a lot more empathy, I would say. Um, very important to put yourself in uh, other shoes. Uh, as an individual, there are things that I learned, you know, that we all need help along the way. Yeah. Uh, there have been many, many times when, you know, DevOps teams have helped me learn something new, uh, see things, you know, in a different light when I was wrong. And my teammates, you know, certainly, you know, have paired with me during days and nights, you know, when I was new. Uh, my leadership uh, team, you know, for sure have allowed me, you know, a lot of bandwidth. Uh, I remember I started learning AWS uh, and I had to, like, execute a project. And it took me six weeks. Um and, and I remember going at every sprint and saying, I'm still working on it. And I also wondered why they hadn't fired me yet. Um, so certainly, you know, during those times, there were folks who had reached out to me and asked me, hey, like, do you need some help? Uh, can we, you know, have a session together? You know, very important. And um, they've given me positive feedback, constructive criticism when needed, uh, and, and and especially, I would say, you know, my my leaders have been um, pushing me, you know, to avoid being satisfied with just average, right? Mm. Um, so this is this is uh, you know part of the learning process for everybody is that it's not an individual thing, right? It is a collection of um, how uh, your teammates your managers, your leadership, and your company as well. Like, you know, Comcast as a company encourages all of us to pursue things that interest us, right? Even if it may be outside your organization, you have the bandwidth to go and be part of another team for six months, be part of projects for other teams. If you like to switch within the organization, there are a lot of things that everybody has to do. And, and all of these things definitely, you know, help. Yeah. I, you know, and it's, I think this is really valuable for a lot of folks out there who are, you know, vSphere admins and, and VMware infrastructure admins today. And whether they, they currently aspire to working with um, uh, sort of some of these other ecosystems of platform technologies, or these things are kind of coming at them um anyways, with things like Kubernetes now getting baked into vSphere 7, um, you know, powered by by TKG, Tanzu Kubernetes Grid, you know, it's going to be a journey. So I think, you know, what you've shared today has been really, um, I think, very helpful. I wasn't exactly sure what it was going to, what you were going to say in terms of how big of a leap, but I really like all the things that have connected you through the work that you've done before as a VMware uh, infrastructure admin into being a, a, a platform engineer 
And that learning culture seems to be a really big, important part of that. I have one more question for you, which is that, you know, now you're five plus years in on the platform team, you're managing a team. Um, But if you were to go back and make that transition again, would you do anything differently? And what would that be? Uh, Absolutely. Um, There are, like, if you are a VMware admin, right, I would say you have already mastered a very complex system that is used by millions of companies around the world. It connects to various systems, routers, networking, hardware, you name it. You've got technology, right? And you understand technology. Technology comes easy for you. And, and cloud form, platforms is just another technology, right? Personally, for me, in retrospective, uh, I think back to when I start up, started my career off, uh, I wanted to learn everything, right? I have some engineer ones on my team today, and I can see that curiosity to learn. And as I have switched many positions, you would think that, you know, change is normal for me. Um, and I've seen change and it's not normal. It's uneasy. But you have to go back and reflect on similar situations and, and know that you have like a support system. Your, uh, I, I like to call it the work family that you can rely on to get you there. Uh, for me, when I made the transition uh, from VMware to Cloud Platform Engineer, it, it was difficult. And I've always thought about this, and I think it's because it chose me and I'd not choose it. Like, I knew that I wanted to do all the other stuff that I transitioned to, but cloud platforms just showed up and, you know, it was like, okay, you're here, right? Um, I I have a story where I distinctly remember um, I was adapting, you know, very slowly, uh, or I would say slower than usual uh, to becoming a platform engineer. And we had only like three platform engineers, literally Tim, Sergey, and myself. And one day, you know, Tim and Sergey were off and I had to like be in the driver's seat during a huge outage. Mm. Um, and as I managed, and I just managed to eke through the outage and, and have band-aid solutions, right? And that was an eye-opener for me. And I knew I needed help, right? So I would say that the biggest takeaway for me would, would, would be um, leaning in right it's it's difficult it's uneasy but you need to talk to your you know teammates um make sure you talk to management because you know we're all humans and and we all need the help the training whatever is required to learn you know to get ourselves you know faster into uh, get more easily adapted i would say not faster uh, but just knowing that you have you're given the benefit, you have the backing of your leadership, I think is super helpful. And I would say that is one thing that I would lean in go, going from like a v, VMware admin, you know, into a cloud platform engineer. But I also think now that I've worked in this environment for about like five years, I think it's, I also see what are the things that I would have done as a vSphere admin differently. Right. Like based on like all these learnings, ah, I, I could have done this there uh, are, are things that, you know, I, I kind of reflect on, um, you know, some of the things that I really love about what we do on the cloud cloud platform side is that transparency. Right. Like everything, all the metrics that we use to make decisions on the platform are available for our customers. Right. I, I really think 
we could use, at least during my time, you know, we could have used some of that transparency, you know, in uh, management of our in VMware infrastructure, um, establishing trust. The way we communicate with our DevOps teams are really different when you come to the cloud cloud platform side that I think, you know, we can absolutely, anybody who's done this before can look at it and say, yes, we can do that on the VMware side as well. So I've, I've mm. kind of like walked both sides of the aisle and I can see things I would have done differently, you know, uh, if I had to swap either way. Yeah, that's interesting to think, um, especially as, you know, it, it might be too early to say, but are these... Uh, are these roles going to start to blend and merge more? And uh, in your case, it kind of took, there had to be a separate platform team um, and you were brought over into it. It chose you, as you said. Um, and that kind of made this sort of hard, hard transition. But, you know, maybe as the technologies become more broadly embedded and the, the practices uh, start to just become better understood. To your point, maybe there's things where the the VMware um, infrastructure teams can start to evolve towards that that platform cloud engineer uh, operating model uh, without really changing teams, and that just sort of becomes part of their job. It's you know I'm not going to put you know hard dollars against that because it's it's a bit speculative but um, i would i would put some money on it uh if i (laughs) I would absolutely put some money on it how many pounds of tea would you put against that uh i well i i cannot go out and have tea with my team so i would say not anything not i would not put any kind of tea on it but you know technologies are merging Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think the delineation of infrastructure and platforms, you know, are, are, is a certainly evolving thing. And, uh, you know, with certainly, you know, some of the Tanzu, uh, Grid, VMware, Pivotal, Merger, et cetera, you know, you can, you can see that happening. And, you know, the most important thing, you know, if I had to tell somebody who was in either boat is to know that everybody has apprehension, right? Like everybody, you know, is fearful of change. Um, even for me, who, who's seen a lot of it, it is difficult, right? But always trust that, you know, uh, everybody's there to help. Um, you know, you have done this for a long time. This is just another new technology that you are going to have as part of your skill set. You know, it, it, it's, uh, it's something that we all will have to work together. All right. Well, Neville, this has been fantastic. I think it should be required listening for, I mean, I'm biased, of course, but I think it should be required listening for, for every uh, vSphere admin out there. Um, and so I, I thank you for taking the time and sharing your experience and, and wisdom uh, with the, the, the Tanzu Talk community. Fantastic. Thank you. It, it, the pleasure is all mine, Dormain. And thanks for being a sport. Have some tea. Oh, I will do just that. All right. Have a great one. Thank you.